In my last episode, I briefly touched on the notion of motivation, questioning whether it even exists or where it comes from. This is one of my favorite questions that comes up in coaching. I've had people approach me for coaching because they thought that they needed motivation or that it was missing and they wanted to find it again. I recently had a conversation with someone that was judging themselves because they weren't, quote, motivated. I don't know where motivation comes from. I don't know if it exists. All I know is it's a feeling or it's an emotion. It can feel really good. It can be really elusive. And it's often, maybe always, I don't know if that's true, a byproduct of something else. It's like pursuing happiness. Have you ever set out to pursue happiness and seen that turn out well? So the common theme in the people that I talk to motivation about, they believe that something is wrong with them, that they need to be different than they are. They need to have, they need to, quote, have motivation. What I found in these conversations with people is that it was unclear what they were committed to. Or they were committed to something completely in opposition to where they found themselves and what they really wanted to be doing. Commitment, I'm convinced, is one of the other keys to the universe. I'm not sure how many there are, but I know that in the last three years of my own work, I discovered one, which was around judgment. Judgment of self, judgment of others. The second one I discovered is commitment. I'd heard this idea before around courage, you know, where do you find courage? And the answer being similar to, you know, where do you find motivation? With courage, it was the same idea, like, what are you committed to? If you get really clear about what you're committed to, the courage, the motivation, it's a byproduct or it's a result of what you do as a result of how committed you are. So this showed up in my life earlier this year, 2022, maybe in March sometime. There were some things floating around in different places that I was reading on this topic of commitment. And I got really clear for myself that I was not as committed things as much as I thought that I was. And then as I dug deeper into really understanding what commitment was and is, I realized there is no partially committed. You're either committed or you're not. It kind of defies the definition of the word. And so as I spend some time listing out, like what are the things that I'm committed to in my life, my business, my wife, my son, my clients, other things in my life. I took some time to think, okay, how much time and attention am I giving to these things that I say that I'm committed to? And what would I be doing in each of those areas of my life if I was as committed as I could possibly be? What I saw there 
was not comfortable to look at. So I got started. I got started in small ways. Specific to my business, I started approaching it differently. I started approaching it from a different kind of energy, a different level of, oh, I'm totally committed to this. What am I doing today? It added more focus and determination and discipline to what I was up to. I'd love to tell you that overnight, you know, more money came in than I knew what to do with. That wasn't the case. Although I will say, I feel like some things have shifted financially towards the end of this year in a way that I don't know that they would have had I not gotten clear on what I was committed to earlier in the year. So my thoughts in this episode are looking at really what is commitment? How is it defined? How does it work? And then I have another episode or two planned around the practical implementation of this. And this has been a challenging topic. I have two or three massive mind maps that have evolved out of a daily commitment I made to podcasting. I committed to doing 15 minutes a day. This is my second or third week of doing so. And so every day, chip away at a little bit more. Today, I had a client cancel at the last minute. Which is awesome. It's like a whole extra hour time. By the way, some coaches get really irked at last minute cancellations. 99% of the time, I don't. I just look at it like, oh, I'm getting paid to do something else at the same time. Not a problem. So I'm looking at commitment from two different perspectives. And you might argue that, oh, I'm contradicting myself. So what? Two things can be true at the same time. Just try them on. (laughs) The one level is, what are you committed to in your life? Kind of a global... What are the key areas of your life that you're committed to? And then I'm not going to spend that much time there. Maybe not much. I've already spent time there. Really the focus of, of today's examination is what is commitment itself and how do we go about doing it? So the first thing that occurs to me is that with commitment, there is no partially committed you're either committed or you're not. When I work with people privately, we come up with some what I call working agreements that we have with each other. We don't have expectations for each other. We have agreements with each other. Topic for another time. Another shout out to Steve Chandler on that amazing distinction too. But here's what I have in our working agreement. Our word creates our world. Our words often contain commitments. Commitments are kept, broken, or renegotiated. A partially kept commitment is a broken commitment. I love Dusan Dukic's definition of commitment from his book Straight Line Leadership and his thoughts about action. Commitment equals a created stance in which you know what you will do or not do, regardless of what happens or what doesn't happen. That's your straight line right there. 
I invite you to begin living with that definition yourself and choose what you are committed to doing. Watch how fast your life straightens out. We all have circle in us and zigzag as well. But that committed person inside you is a straight line being. To be more effective in producing results, have it be that when you say you will do something, you can count on it. Make your words powerful and your language generative. The hallmark of a committed individual is that he can be counted on. In other words, what you say now makes things happen. Most people use language for description, not creation. They are always describing what just happened. Straight line people use language to create what they want, to move themselves and the people they are talking to in the realm of productive action. There's also a um, there's a great chapter in Straight Line Leadership called "Reported on versus Created Reported on World versus Created World." Many times when I meet with people, they tell me about their reported on world. This happened, that happened, this person did this to me, I'm stuck here, this is what's happening, this is my reported on world. We really go places in a coaching session when we start looking at the world they want to create instead. What is it that you want to create? What are you committed to creating? Yeah, everything I found on, everything that's really resonated with me on commitment has mostly come from Steve Chandler. Here's some other angles on what commitment is from one of my favorite books by Steve Chandler called Time Warrior. Here's what Steve says. This chapter is titled, uh, Do You Fear Death or Commitment? First of all, a commitment is something you keep no matter what. It's not something that feels optional to you. For example, you have committed that your kids won't go hungry. No matter what happens, you lose your job, whatever, you will still keep that commitment. Because your kids are important to you? No, because it's a commitment. I had a friend who kept breaking promises and then saying he was sorry, and it was not what he was committed to doing. I finally told him that he misunderstood commitment, because commitments by definition are kept. He said, quote, ontologically speaking, I've related to commitments as who I am and not something I have, end quote. That's exactly where he checked out of the game. Commitments are not something ontological or theoretical. They are creations. You make them up. Then you keep them. You have total control of them. He said to me in many communications that things he was, quote, committed to didn't happen. I said to him, please refrain for your own sake so life is not such a frightening mess as you call it, that those were not commitments at all. They were intentions, hoped for outcomes, but certainly not anything you were committed to. Some human beings have no commitments at all, and some have very few beyond the commitment to stay alive and out of jail. You can choose and make your commitments very carefully, because you know that if they are commitments, you will keep them. My same friend asked me, couldn't there be competing commitments in our committed place and commitments that are hidden from our view inside there? Like I may be committed to watching TV instead of committed to spending time with my family? How could you think of watching TV as a commitment? It could be an intention or a choice for an activity, but a commitment is a really big deal. Maybe you promised your client you would watch her being interviewed on TV at 10 p.m. That is a commitment. But to just watch TV at the end of the day, there's no commitment in that. What about competing commitments? Don't make them. Why would I commit to finishing a work project and taking my kids to the zoo on the same Saturday 
if the commitments compete. I would not do that. Commitments are things you keep no matter what happens to make them difficult to keep. Commitments are powerful, so be very selective when using them. In another book by Chandler called How to Get Clients, he also talks about committing to only committing to things that you control. So he gives the example of an Olympic athlete that is, quote, committed to winning a gold medal. His distinction is that the only thing the athlete has control over is his training. So getting a gold medal is an intention. His commitment is his promise to himself or to whoever that he's going to show up and work out and practice and do whatever he needs to do to perform at the highest level possible for them. In the same book, he also says the distinction between a commitment and an intention is a com- you know it's a commitment if it happened. And if it didn't happen, it was an intention. So is this a perfect science? No, it's not. I've made plenty of commitments that I thought were commitments that turned out to be intentions. What I like to do with those, though, is not use them as material to beat myself up, but instead material to learn from. So back to this example of me committing 15 minutes a day to this podcast. Each week, I've been creating a matrix of where I, what I'm absolutely committed to. Now, these connect to like overarching larger things that I'm committed to. However, I'm finding that these very specific daily commitments are helping to move things forward even if it feels like it's not that much or I'm not sure where it's going. I have not committed to I will publish an episode every so many days or whatever. I could commit to that. And if I did, it would create a lot of other problems and disturbances in my life that I don't want. So what I know that I can absolutely make it happen without question, is that I can spend 15 minutes a day. Now today, I had five coaching sessions scheduled, so I got up early because I knew that if I wanted to get in my 15-minute commitment to do this recording, well, actually, I wasn't even planning to record. I didn't know what I was going to do today. All I knew was I had 15 minutes to spend, invest, give, and that I would either keep tuning this mind map or I would do what I just did, which is just push record and just start chipping away at this because I have been thinking about this topic for months and trying to break it down into consumable pieces for you. So to bring this full circle, make it real, how clean, how powerful are your commitments and the things that you're committing to? And what are you creating with those commitments or intentions? So if you're telling someone that you're committed to doing something by a certain time, but you never do, Intention, not a commitment. Also, what are you creating with the person that you told you'd have it done by a certain time? You're creating distrust, unreliability, any number of things. On the other side, if you committed to something and you followed through on that commitment, you're also creating confidence, trust, forward progress, more of the things you probably want in your life. The other thing to play with these commitments is not to have judgment around what you're committed to or not committed to for 
at least half of 2022, maybe longer, I was not committed to exercise. Any number of reasons why. I just wasn't. I, yeah, I just wasn't. (laughs) And then my family spent some time at a beach house this summer and someone took a picture of me serving dinner or playing chess with someone or something. And I saw that picture of myself and the size of my stomach and I said, yikes, enough is enough. I'm done with that. It's time to do something. Was I ready to do something? Not necessarily. Was I committed to my overall health? Maybe. I think maybe on a more vain level, I was committed to not looking the way that I looked and thinking, okay, it's time to do something about this. So instead of committing to, you know, I'll have a six pack by December or I will do whatever or look whatever, or be able to do so many push-ups or whatever, I borrowed from this technique that I discovered somewhere along the line, which is start small. I committed to 10 minutes of walking a day, which always turns into more. I also committed to a body weight exercise program by a guy named Mark Lauren that I've I've loved this guy forever. I heard about him on a podcast with Chris Brogan that has since disappeared from the internet. He had a book and an app called You Are Your Own Gym that I did for a number of years until I injured a part of my body that kept me out of action for much longer than it needed to. Anyway, he has a new program called... I don't know what it's called. It's called Mark Lauren something. And it's a subscription. And it's way cheaper than going to the gym and I can do it at home and it's less than 30 minutes and it's simple. And I'm committed to doing it. So in the case of the workouts, I also said, okay, I will do one workout a day Monday through Saturday. So it doesn't matter how long the workout is, I just do it. So today it was 14 minutes. Yesterday it was 30 I don't know what it, I think tomorrow it's 30 again. But again, at the beginning of the week, I said, okay, what am I committed to doing this week? I'm committed to doing the Mark Lauren workouts. I'm committed to walking for 10 minutes a day. That's it. I do it. I'm done. And what I've learned about this is when I finally got committed to doing something about the shape of my body, I did it from a place of clearly choosing and being all in on it versus doing it because I was supposed to or someone else wanted me to or whatever. I just got okay with being okay with not exercising and that not being a problem. And then when it became time to do something about it, I did it and I've stuck with it. What I found in that is there's a freedom that comes with just deciding deciding to or deciding not to versus the prison of being halfway in and halfway out. Just choose one. So am I motivated to exercise? No. I do it because I said I would. I do it because I want to have a stronger body. I do it because I don't want my body to break as easily. I want to enjoy skiing this winter. But I don't look for motivation. I don't even look for a why. I already did I already did that when I decided. I already did that when I committed. And that's the beauty of committing. It's like you made the decision and then you go. My encouragement to you in terms of what to do with what you've heard here today is get clearer 
about what you want. Actually, that leads me to another quote I wanted to read. So from Steve Chandler, it's from an old book, The Joy of Selling. I haven't read the book, but I saw this quote and I really liked it. He's talking about selling, but I would replace sales or sales system with productivity or productivity system, and maybe even linked into our original topic of motivation. Here's what he says. People aren't trying to deceive you in self-help books when they sell you a system that, quote, worked for them. But what they don't tell you is that it wasn't the system that got the result. It was their desire for the result. Your best sales system, productivity system, will always be your clarity of desire when you know exactly what you want and why you want it. That will do more for you than any technique in the world. So if we bring this back to motivation, every, like without fail, when I start digging with people and I'm like, so what do you want? What do you desire? What do you really want here? It turns out that this area where they quote need motivation it's like nothing that they want to do. It's like it's an area that they're doing because they're supposed to or because it pays money or whatever, and they're, they're just not invested in it whatsoever. It's like, well, how can you find motivation around something that you're not invested in? I don't know, but that sounds like a really long... <laughs> that sounds like a challenge I'm really not interested in pursuing. So to bring this back, I guess, to work kind of where I was closing is get clear about what you want and don't judge it. Particularly, don't judge the things that you don't want. So do you want a loving relationship? There are probably certain things you need to do there. Do you want a a better looking body or do you want to be more healthy? Certain things you need to do. A more robust business. What would it look like if I was committed to my business? What would it look like if I was committed to my wife and my son? I would do certain things. And I would break those certain things down into smaller pieces that I know that I can do on a regular basis. In this realm of my wife and my son, I have another daily commitment right now of 15 minutes a day of something. Reading, or there's a book I'm reading, working my way through. Sometimes I'll go look for a TED Talk doesn't matter what it is. As long as I set the timer for 15 minutes, it's like, go. What can, what, where can I learn or what can I, what comes to mind or what, I'm, what am I curious about in this area? And I'm just seeing that oh, this build over the day, like 15 minutes a day, it's building over time. And then I'm seeing myself putting some of these things that I'm learning into action. If you made it this far, and even if you didn't, well, I don't know how you'd hear this if you hadn't. <laughs> If something here resonates with you, let me know. Like, really, come to my website, johnpolster.com. There's a couple of different email addresses. You can contact me there. Or send me an email, uh, podcast at johnpolster.com. And if you want to have a conversation about any of this, I would love to. As a result of the last uh, episode I posted, someone else reached out. Uh, We had an amazing conversation. So, yes, if something around this resonated made you angry or you're just scratching your head thinking what is john talking about let me know i'd love to have a conversation with you